Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 7th of February. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. Appreciate you wherever and however you're listening to the program, be it on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart. I'm a BF forever if I list them all. I can't do that. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. And you can also, of course, check us out on the YouTube page. If you want to do that, you can put this, put them right there on your television. YouTube.com slash at Zaslow Show. We got a lot happening here. We're just a couple days away from the NBA trade deadline. We're obviously going to be keeping an eye on that. We're going to be joined. We're actually, we're going to do like a like a major NBA trade deadline, but heat-oriented trade deadline 
preview today. This is this is big time, okay? My pal, obviously Super Heat fan, Evan Cohen, SiriusXM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men, every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. It's my favorite show, you guys know that, but of course he also hosts on SiriusXM NBA Radio, and he's doing a trade deadline show on Thursday on SiriusXM NBA Radio. He's going to join us here coming up in just a few minutes, and we're going to do an extensive NBA trade deadline, but Miami Heat-oriented show here today. You're going to love it. Now, we do have a very controversial poll question today, all right? Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Here's what we got. Go to at Zaslow Show. You can always hit me up on Twitter. Love talking to you guys, but make sure you go vote. You can always hit me up on Instagram as well, at Zaslow J. That's where I'm an influencer, but I love interacting with all you guys. Go to Twitter, at Zaslow Show, and today's poll question. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Have you ever wanted a player traded at the deadline more than Kyle Lowry. Now, I'm not talking about if you ever wanted a player traded more. No, I'm talking about in-season leading up to the deadline. That's the key here, all right? Have you ever wanted a player traded at the deadline more than Kyle Lowry? And your choices are yes or no. Those are the choices. It's not hard. And right now, running away with it, the leader... At 70% of the vote is no. You have never wanted a player in Miami Heat history traded more than Kyle Lowry. Now, got to remind everybody, our title sponsor, Everything Zaslow Show 2.0, is presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. None of this would be possible without my friends at Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. Those guys got behind Zaslow Show 2.0 day one. Actually, before day one. Before we got our first show, they were on board, all right? So none of this is possible. But most importantly... If you've been in an accident, if you're dealing with an injury, you got to make sure you get the money that you deserve. You focus on your health and you let Anajar and Levine accident attorneys get you the money to get you going again. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Nobody gets it done better than Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. If you're in an accident, you call 911 first and then you get an attorney on the phone right away. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Also, I want to tell you guys real quick. So, you guys know I've been telling you about Doctors on Call 365, right? Dr. Alon came to my house last night. This is how Doctors on Call 365 works. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Now, I've been telling you about Doctors on Call 365, the convenience, getting a doctor to come to your home. So, here's the thing. I've used Dr. Alon at Doctors on Call 365 a couple of times already. It's wonderful. Comes to your home, will treat kids, adults, the elderly. If you, if you need IV fluids, you need blood drawn, you need vitamin therapy, you need a prescription filled or refilled, COVID test, flu test, strep test. So anyway, yesterday, my son dealing with a serious earache. Maybe it's an ear infection. We don't know. It's nighttime. He's almost in tears. We got to see someone right away. 
This is where Doctors on Call 365 is a godsend. So, we call 786-577-9302. You can also go online, doctorsoncall365.com. But you're going to get someone on the phone 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I made the call last night. It was like 8 p.m. 786-577-9302. An hour later, Dr. Alon, Doctors on Call 365, they were at my home. He went right upstairs to my son's bedroom. That's right. In comfort of your own home or wherever you are, your office, whatever you're doing. Doctors on Call 365 will come to you. Now, you're paying out of pocket, but if you go to the emergency room, you're waiting for hours and your copay is going to be more then Doctors on Call 365 is going to charge you. So again, came over last night, treated my son, checked out his ears. Yeah, he's got an ear thing going on. So we got some medication, we got some amoxicillin going on. Think A godsend. Doctors on Call 365.com, 786-577-9302. So before we get to Evan Cohen, I wanted to make sure, and we're going to do, I mean, we got a lot to get to with him. NBA trade deadline, Miami Heat-oriented preview show. But make sure you go and you vote in today's poll question. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Have you ever wanted a player traded at the deadline more than Kyle Lowry? And for me, never. Never. I know a lot of people like to throw Whiteside out there. I told you, Whiteside will roll out of bed and get you a double-double. And I don't know if we wanted Whiteside... Like, we wanted Whiteside trade in the offseason... And he eventually was, up for Jimmy, essentially. But we're talking in-season. In-season trade deadline. Some people have sent me Duncan Robinson. All right, you want Duncan traded more? I don't know what to tell you. Look, it's your preference, all right? It's, it's your opinion. That's all right. But for me, I and for 70% of you so far, I have never wanted a player traded more than Kyle Lowry. Now, you're starting to get reports out there that the Heat are now... Listening to calls for Kyle Lowry. Of course they're listening to calls for Kyle Lowry. It was the, the question is, is anyone calling about Kyle Lowry? And I don't believe anyone's calling about him. But that's the question. You had reports like, like last week, the Heat, they're not interested in moving Kyle Lowry. What? Of course they would move Kyle Lowry. Nobody's calling about him. And I still have a hard time believe that anybody's calling about him. So we'll circle back to that, all right? We're going to do a lot of that with Evan. The Florida Panthers last night. That's what I'm talking about. The Panthers took that ass last night over the Tampa Bay Lightning. 7-1. to one. Vasilevsky, get the hell out of my city. I hate your guts. The Tampa Bay Lightning, get the hell out of my city. I hate your guts. The Panthers win 7-1. to one. They took that ass last night. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you start this you know, I guess second half of the season. It's more than the second half of the season. But in order for the Panthers to make the playoffs, they with now we're talking 27 games remaining, I think. You got to beat the bad teams, and you got to beat a bunch of the good teams. And they did that last night. Bobrovsky back in net, finally. He was excellent. Kachuk with a pair of goals. Verhage with a pair of goals. Uh, Kachuk is awesome. And that, that was a hard-hitting game. The Panthers played so well. And that, like, that was now 7-1. I mean, come on, that's obviously an anomaly. But that was the type of performance we would get every now and then last year. So, need a lot more of that. A lot more of what we saw last night here in the final part of the season. And here's where the Panthers stand. I mean, man, that was fun as hell last night. That'll get you going. And now you got you got a homestand. Thursday at San Jose, they suck. And then Saturday, you got Colorado. So, we'll see where we go from here. But going into tonight's games, and, and like I said, Panthers are back in action on Thursday. The Panthers right now, they're one point back. 
They have 56. They're one point back of the second wildcard spot, which is currently held by Pittsburgh. But that's kind of a fugazi number because here's the thing. The Penguins have four games in hand. That's eight potential points. So it's a little bit of a fugazi number. But then you look at the team that's in the first wildcard spot. and <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. And that's the Capitals. Well, the Panthers are four points back of the Capitals. And they play the same amount of games. So it's weird. Like, you're one point back of Pittsburgh. But you're four points back of Washington. And you're, you're really closer to Washington, it feels like. Anyway... They're within striking distance of both those wildcard spots. I think that's the overall point that needs to be made. But a terrific start to the post-All-Star portion of the season for the Panthers last night. So, there you have it. Also, I want to get to this NBA-wise before we bring Evan on board here. So, LeBron yesterday. Like, Kyrie Irving was traded a few days ago. Trade became official yesterday. Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to Dallas. And, I, man... Like, I know Cam Thomas, and Cam Thomas had a great game last night. Cam Thomas, you know, he like, like he still loves Kyrie, he's my mentor. Can you imagine that, that lunatic is your mentor? It's crazy, that Nets player, that there are Nets players that still support Kyrie. He quit on them. Like, isn't that the worst thing? That's why Dwayne Dedman has essentially been banished. Now, I know Dedman played at a necessity on Saturday night against Milwaukee, but that's... That's why Dwayne Dedman's been banished. He quit. Kyrie Irving quit on the team. He literally totally quit. And and and, man, and like some guys still support him. It's it's wild to me. And it, it's crazy for the Mavericks. The Mavericks see a player who's quit everywhere he's been. And they're saying, "Yeah, we're going to make it work." Ah. Balls, man. And I, and I hope it blows up on them, and I hope Luca wants out, and I hope the Heat get Luca. You know? But, anyway. So, the fallout with Kyrie Irving going to Dallas, Michael Wilbon, Benny the Bull. That's, you know, he just, he's, he wears the mask, he wears the mascot at the, at the Bulls game, Michael Wilbon. And Michael Wilbon sat down with LeBron James, and, and they talked a little bit about, you know, obviously the main story is LeBron, and is he going to break the record coming up tonight? The question is, is he breaking the record tonight, the all-time scoring record tonight against Oklahoma City, or is he going to break it on Thursday against Milwaukee? Now, both games are on TNT. They're the late games on TNT. So tonight you get the B crew, which is very good, by the way. Adam Lefko, Kansas Parker, Jamal Crawford, Shaquille O'Neal, and then Thursday night. Between you and me, he's breaking it Thursday. He wants it to be against the Bucks. He wants, he wants it to be against Kareem's old team. He got beef with Kareem. He wants to stick it to Kareem. So it'll probably be Thursday, but is it going to be tonight? It's going to be Thursday. He needs 36 points. So Michael Wilbon's sitting down with LeBron and obviously asked him about the Lakers not acquiring Kyrie Irving. Well, definitely disappointed. I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win. Um, you know, championships in my in my mind, in my eyes. I I don't get it, man. Like LeBron's kind of a shit teammate sometimes. How does Russell Westbrook take that? Because 
going on TV like that and saying how disappointed you are that the team didn't acquire Kyrie Irving, everybody understands the way trades work now. You can't just trade any player for any player. The salaries have to match up. And the only way that the Lakers were able to make a potential Kyrie Irving trade work is either trade LeBron, trade Anthony Davis, or trade Russell Westbrook in a deal for Kyrie Irving. So we all know a Kyrie Irving deal to the Lakers had to include Russell Westbrook. So LeBron telling you how disappointed he is that the team didn't acquire Kyrie Irving isn't it the same thing as him going on television and saying how disappointed he is that the team didn't get rid of Russell Westbrook? He's kind of a shit teammate sometimes. That's, like, that's... I don't, I don't get it. Like, what does Russell Westbrook think when he sees this? Like, man, he's pissed off that they didn't trade me. Obviously, he doesn't think we could win. Now, they can't win, but obviously, he doesn't think we could win with me on the roster. He's kind of a shit teammate. So, LeBron, it's either tonight... Or it's Thursday that he's going to break the record. So, it's pretty cool. I mean, growing up, you you never thought... I never thought anyone would come close to the record. Karl Malone came close to it. And then after the 4 season, he just up and retired. Just up and dipped. It's like, I'm doing the same. Malone could have passed him. Malone could have gotten that record. And it's going to happen either tonight or Thursday. I I definitely think it's going to happen on Thursday. I think we're looking at Thursday. All right. So, anyway... Go to Zaslow Show on Twitter. Vote in today's very controversial poll question. We got LeBron potentially breaking the record tonight. We are on trade watch, not only for the Heat to get rid of Kyle Lowry, but can they acquire a difference maker within the next 48 hours? All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, everybody knows, are brought to us by our beer of choice, Johnny Cuba. Hey, you're looking to kick back tonight. We're only a few days away from the Super Bowl. Let's start to get a little bit loose. European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny right now at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. I live my life by it. Stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Morning Men, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. Evan Cohen here with us. Are you a bigger Heat fan or bigger Tom Brady fan? Heat. Definitely Heat. And I love love Brady, but I love Belichick more than I love Brady, believe it or not. Oh, okay. But I, no, Heat heat more than anything at this point. I just, and and by the way, all right, go ahead with what you were going to go ahead with, because I had a whole question ready for you right off the bat here. No, let's go. Let's hear it. Come on. Because, all right, I'm going to tell the Zaz 2.0 family here that Zaz says to me, all right, let's talk Super Bowl week. We'll do some Super yeah, Bowl stuff. Yeah. And I have no interest. In I got it. no Super Bowl questions. I got Good. Because all I want to do is make <laughs> trades, and I have concepts I want to throw at you. And I do this to Zaz off air a lot. I'll, I'll email him or text him. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Your your dislike Ooh. of Kyle Lowry, the basketball player. I got a I great poll this morning on Kyle. I got a great poll going on right now. Okay. Your dislike of Kyle Lowry as a basketball player. We're not talking about the person. But I don't know him personally. He, he doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't do any appearances. He's not in the community. I don't know him as a person. Okay. Where did it start? Uh, I think where, I think probably in the playoffs last year. Like, I wasn't so bothered with the games that he was missing last year and no explanation because it's kind of like, all right, if there's no explanation, 
I understand fans getting angry, but you know what? There's no explanation. It's likely something serious. Okay, so yep. I, I wasn't I wasn't upset with that. I get it, and I thought he had a good regular season last year, and and then we get to the playoffs, and, and he was just horrendous, and and it also and then it, it had me remembering, you know, except when he played with 2019 Kawhi Leonard, who may have been the best player in the world at the time. Kyle Lowry has a wretched postseason history. And, like, that's the guy we got now. And then on top of that, what really set me off was the president of the team and the coach of the team publicly telling everybody, dude's fat, he needs to get in better shape. And when you bring in a guy and give him $90 million – and you got to be told after the first year that you're fat and you need to get in better shape. That bothers me, Evan. Well, uh, everything you're saying makes sense. And good job by you kind of separating the personal stuff, right? And that was the regular season last year. Not that it couldn't have been affecting him in the postseason. I will say that sometimes in life, when you get that good at something, you get something that others won't, uh, wouldn't. And specifically, Jimmy got so good for the Heat. And specifically in the playoffs, he got to make a trade. Because if you look at the team right now, and hypothetically you took this year's Chicago Bulls version of Goran Dragic and Precious Achua, and you put them on the Heat, they are significantly better than they are with Kyle Lowry right now. Which I, is, I, I think I they're think significantly better if it's just Achua. Well, of play. course, obviously, but you can't make the trade that way. You have mm-hmm. to make it re- reverse it that way. So I think that what it comes down to is. I think the Heat realized Jimmy gets one. He is allowed to kind of make that suggestion. Lowry had won a championship. You are right. There may not have ever been a player in maybe in the history of sports that went from the worst postseason performer to one of the best overnight, like Kyle Lowry did, at least the perception. Because even guys like Manning and A-Rod, I don't think anybody thought of them as, oh, they're amazing in the postseason. Kyle had this label of you want him in big games when previously – you did not want him in big games at all. In any Remember way the first before. year that the Heat played the Raptors in the playoffs? Was it 2016? They played the Raptors in 2016. Yeah, they got to game seven of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the year, well, you're saying the year after LeBron left and Justice Winslow had to play center in the playoffs against the Raptors in the game seven. Right, and remember that series? It, it, was, it was like the time period where... Lowry was like retreating to the locker room in between games and people thought he was having like anxiety attacks or something, you know, like he was a bad postseason player. Well, and in that case, that's real life stuff, right? But it's also like you don't as an organization have to sign up for for real life stuff if you just want the basketball stuff, if you know it in advance. I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. But I know by Thursday you want him off this team, correct? Yeah. You want him off this team at any cost or you want him off this team? Because I, I will give you a cost, and I'm curious to know where you're going to go with this. Okay? No, it's it's not uh, – yeah, I want you to give it to me, but it's it's not at any cost. Like someone said a couple of days ago, Zaz, would you take Kyrie Irving if it meant getting rid of Kyle no, Lowry? Man. And, you know, like I, I wouldn't take it at any cost. So let's hear it. Go ahead. Okay, so here's my overall thing with the Heat. I think now for the last couple of months, we've all been sitting there kind of looking for the PJ Tucker, Jay Crowder replacement, right? And and we've all kind of gone to that place of if they just get that guy, they should be good. Well, I think that Jimmy Butler in the postseason is a top five player in the league. I am not sold that this year getting whoever this year's version of Jay Crowder or PJ Tucker is 
is actually going to get them to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. I'm just not sold. So to me, what they need to do, and this is not easy, is they need to find a guy that looks like he was a star or could have been a star and is no longer a star, but maybe they can make him into one. So who the hell am I talking about when I say that, right? So that's not that's not going out there and getting Robert Covington in a deal with the, the Clippers, who I think is excellent and I would love him on the Heat, but that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about three to four guys where I don't think the Heat are as close as maybe other people do this year, and I love them. I'm talking about, at one point or another, the guys that I'm about to mention were considered to be maybe going to be a star, and they need to be rehabbed, and you need to roll the dice on them to see if they can become a star. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Gordon Hayward, Ben Simmons. <laughs> None of those should make you excited. Right. None of them should. But when you're thinking about the fact that this team rightfully will not give up Jimmy, they will rightfully not give up Bam. I know a Tyler trade is possible, but I don't think they should be excited to give up Tyler Hero. I really don't. I think he's done everything they've asked him to do. And I think he works his ass off. I, I think people assume because he looks Hollywood that he acts Hollywood. And I don't think he actually does at all with them. So I think they need someone that has star potential. But you just you don't have the assets to get that person. There are probably other guys, Zaz, that you could look at that say, okay, well, what about rolling the dice on this guy or that guy? I just don't think the PJ Tucker Drake Jay Crowder type puts them anywhere closer to where they need to be. Right. Well, that's that's along the lines of what I've been saying most of the year, which is stop telling me how how because they lost PJ Tucker, this team is in the spot that they're in. I think we're saying the same thing. You're going to this side over here saying they're not going to get here with that guy. I'm going over to this side here. Their struggles are not because they don't have that guy anymore. So I think we're saying the same thing in that regard. It's so overstated. It's so overblown, the P.J. Tucker stuff, I think. I don't think he has been the reason for their woes this year. You're saying you don't think he would be the reason for the or, or the answer to them getting to where they need to go. Correct. You're looking at it from game zero, game one, excuse me, till now. And I'm looking at it as, getting back to a Jimmy shot to put them in the finals. Right. I don't think they're in a position for Jimmy to take the shot right now, despite acknowledging that I think Jimmy Butler is a top five player in well, the NBA when it comes to the postseason. I think we, I think we know right now what the X factor is in a potential playoff matchup this year, right? Based on what we've seen really over the last like month and a half, I think the X factor is, are we going to get this version of Bam in the playoffs? Because if we get this version of Bam in the playoffs, like this is a this is a top guy. I mean this this version of Bam, Evan beats Boston in Game Seven last year. Don't agree. Really? Don't agree. Yeah. Um, now again, maybe we're ultimately saying the same thing. I don't want this version of Bam. I want the version of Bam I see when Jimmy's not playing. That's the Bam I want to see. I want to see that offensive version of Bam when he's in takeover mode, when Jimmy is playing. I don't see that. Jimmy Bam has been unbelievable. I think if you watch the games when Jimmy doesn't play and then watch the games, even when you're deeming Bam to be an A or an A-plus when Jimmy does play, there's still a little bit of a difference. Bam has this give me the ball and get out of the way when Jimmy's not playing. Mm -hmm. He can still do that when Jimmy is playing. Jimmy Butler, 
contrary to popular belief, is a phenomenal teammate. The knock on Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, is that he's too deferential at times right. to his teammates. Yeah, Jimmy so, won't care if Bam's, uh, you know, taking the shots. He won't care. Exactly right. Right? If Bam says, Jimmy, I got this. I don't care. Jimmy, no, he would care. He'd be thrilled. Right, right, right. He'd be thrilled. So, Zaz, again, we're saying similar-ish things. I'm saying you're taking this version of Bam as he's been great. I agree. I still think there's a little more, and I see it. There was a game against the Nets when Jimmy didn't play a couple of years ago where Bam had 41. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 41. And that was the game I literally said, and this is before Giannis won a championship. I remember going on the air on NBA radio, and I, which, by the way, 2-4 to four on uh, Thursday, Eastern okay. time, the trade deadline special. I remember going on the air, and, I'm, and I said on the air, I know that Giannis has had a better career than Bam, but are we sure Giannis is actually better than Bam? Now, that's a ridiculous statement now looking back on it. I get it. But that's how great Bam was in that game, and I've seen him like that. So, But, again, I still don't know that I could pick them over some of these teams ahead of them. That's why I'm willing to make this roll-the-dice kind of move that theoretically could backfire, but it's worth the risk. With a guy like Porzingis, in theory, or Hayward, who are constantly banged well, up. It's or obviously Simmons worth the risk because who the hell are they giving up? You know, right. you're talking about uh, any kind of deal. Like, it's I, I get these messages, oh, Riley's got to do something. And I'm like, all right, it's not NBA 2K where you turn off the computer assistance and you get to make whatever trades you want. The only way the Heat are able to make a trade is if someone's willing to take either Duncan Robinson and or... Kyle Lowry. It's the only way you're getting any player of significance. So, yeah, like those guys, I mean, I don't agree with the Simmons one because I don't think Jimmy is ever interested in playing with Ben Simmons ever again. But, like, the only way they're getting any of those guys who all make a lot of money is by someone taking, like, the deal isn't getting done with Struess, Robinson, and a first-round pick. I mean, I'm sorry, Struess, Deadman, and a first-round pick. That's what people want to give up. Struess, right. Deadman, and a first-round pick. You're not getting anyone who makes $14 million, uh, even less than that it would be, uh, like like $10 million a year to make an impact on this team. you got to okay, get someone so to take on. a big okay. salary. So let me give you a theory I have, all right? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it's been widely said that that's the move, right? The, the Duncan Robinson first round pick and, and Dwayne Dedman. Let's leave Dedman out for a second. Who is a team out there that needs shooting and needs picks simultaneously? The Lakers. The Lakers. Thank you, Zaz. Okay. So then I'm glad I walked you right into that. So if I'm the Lakers, everybody's talking about the Lakers. Well, they, they don't want to give up both picks and Russell Westbrook to get whomever. 
Because if you give up both picks, that leaves you with none left. So the only way to get more picks is actually to take on bad money. So yeah. I've been throwing out there the concept, if you're the Lakers, why not take on bad money with guys who actually could help you? So, for example, if you're the Heat, would you trade Duncan Robinson in a first-round pick for Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker? I don't think so. I would in two seconds. I'm going to tell you why I would. would. I would. I'm freeing myself of Robinson's contract long-term. Beverly and Walker are on expiring deals. And now you, who desperately wants to trade Kyle Lowry, now you have flexibility to trade Kyle Lowry. You don't have to trade for a point guard in return when you have Gabe Vincent, Patrick Beverly, Oladipo, and Tyler Hero. You can make maneuvers off of that. Heat first-round picks are irrelevant. They're late anyway. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Orlando Robinson, Jamal Cain, Haywood Highsmith will all have better numbers than the 27th pick or the 25th pick in the draft. I, I hate oh. the idea of having to fix your mistake by getting rid of a first-round pick. I hate it. So then you like the idea of keeping your mistake longer? No, they're both bad scenarios, you know? Right. So I'm just saying the Heat could, all, could look at it that way because I think everybody's looking at it as what can Robinson – Deadman and a first get you, and they're looking for could that get you Bogdanovich uh, with with the Pistons? I don't think so. I, think I would so. more so look at it as what team could use an extra shooter, or what team wants to be paid off to obviously get um, you know to take on bad money. Now let's look at the Lowry stuff. Utah right? would do it too. Utah would do it. Utah would do something like that, but but I don't know that Utah Utah's not in need of Robinson the way the Lakers in theory would be. Yeah. So if you just take Kyle Lowry. And let's say Max Struess, who I don't want to trade, but has been put out there. So Max Struess and Kyle Lowry, and you trade them to the Clippers, and you get, let's just say, Robert Covington and Reggie Jackson in return. Now we're talking. Okay, that that move saves you $6.6 million this year. It would save you money next year. And it gives you probably, I would probably make Reggie Jackson the backup point guard. And Covington initially probably would not start. They'd probably still have Caleb starting. But in, in a playoff series, Covington, obviously, defensively, would help you. I don't know that the upside of that move is still greater than the upside of the theoretical of what Kyle Lowry could give you. But if you, Jonathan Zaslow, are, have made up in your mind, I am done with him. I think he's got nothing left. Okay, so then this is a no-brainer for you. And it's probably a no-brainer for the Clippers because of where you started, which is I've only seen Kyle Lowry be great in the postseason when he's next to Kawhi Leonard. Right. Well, now he's next to Kawhi Leonard. Right. Right? So there's one option. Is that a trade you'd make? Uh, we're giving up a first-round pick in that? No. No. Oh. For Covington and Jackson. Yes, I'd have to do it. I got to get rid of the money next year. I got to get rid of $30 million of Kyle Lowry next year. I got it. It's dead money. I got to get rid of it. Yeah, okay. I would do it. Yeah. Let me go further. Let's say, let me give you a different one. Now, this one, you may have to give up a first-rounder. This one, you may have, they're going to ask you for Jovich. Would you trade Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson for Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier? I think you have to give up at least first one first rounder. I and would the second do that. One, yeah. The second one may be Nikola Jovic. I would absolutely do that. Yes. And I'm not I, I'm I'm not so concerned with giving up Jovic. I like the potential there, but like he's practically not on the team. I mean, you know, like I don't feel like I'm giving up anything if I give up Jovic. We haven't seen him. And I think if this trade were to happen, this is the kind of trade that would have to happen like today. Because the Hornets don't wouldn't want to keep Lowry. They'd want to reroute him, obviously, or expand that to a three-team deal. But this is what I'm saying. You're not – the Heat don't have assets that aren't getting you distressed something in return. Yeah. Heyward's right? a guy who may – you know, you get to a playoff game, 
Game game four in the first round out of nowhere, Hayward give you 28. Like that could happen, you know? And remember, remember, he came in for a visit, liked the Heat a yeah. lot, had a great relationship with Spo in that visit, from what we gather. I mean, there's the D'Angelo Russell one straight up for Lowry, which I, I don't think- I don't think he's a Heat kind of guy. Well, but he fixes a lot of things in terms of they don't have bench scoring. They're the lowest scoring team in the league. They don't have a guy that if one of their guys is off can just dust them off and gives you 20 to 30. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to start in that scenario. I would still start Gabe Vincent and make him a backup. And you get off of one year. Problem is, I don't know that the Timberwolves would then do that. Yeah, I don't know why the Wolves would do it either, other than they're super desperate because the Gobert trade has obviously not worked. You know, so they're just throwing shit against the wall. Okay, so let me give you another kind of overpay kind of move. Yes. This is a guy that I love, but it may not be worth what I'm suggesting. Um, our boy George Sedano uh, and I discussed this, and he laughed at me when I brought this up. Okay. But here we go. Would you trade D- Dwayne Dedman and a first-round pick straight up for Jared Vanderbilt, Utah? You're giving up a first-round pick to get Jared Vanderbilt. And he, w- he was he was a little – he was a late first or an early second when they selected him. I uh, they didn't select him. I want to say he was a second round. Pick. I think he was. A, he may have been a second. Uh, second round pick, forty one overall by Orlando. He never played for Orlando. He averages eight points and eight rebounds a game, or that's what he did last year. Excuse me. He's a great defensive player. He is locked in. Um, you know, he's going to be a, a free agent soon. You're going to have to actually pay him in a little bit here. But I'm giving you a first round pick for Jared Vanderbilt. You know, in that theory, is, in theory. Lot. In theory, I would because that's the type of player that the Heat in June or July's draft. If you were to get that, if you were to draft that player in the first rounds, like home runner, oh, I love that. The only drawback is if you give up a first round pick for Jared Vanderbilt, I feel like the whole league laughs at you. <laughs> you I know? don't care if the whole league. This is the Miami. Right, we shouldn't. Right, we shouldn't care. But right. if, if I selected in the first round in the. 20s the 20th overall pick in the first round which is like what the heat would have you know and 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 i got a guy like jared vanderbilt who's giving me nine points and nine rebounds great pick great pick all right let me give you another weird one you may have to give up something like maybe a massively protected pick on this you want to talk about not a heat guy i'm going to give you a not a heat guy in return and i don't know 100 percent the other team would do this would you trade duncan robinson for jonathan isaac uh, and why do you think he's not a Heat guy? He doesn't seem to love playing basketball. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like I thought, if anything, the Orlando guy you would say is Mo Bamba, right? Isn't he the guy that like they want to get rid of? Uh, Mo Bamba. Okay. So Mo Bamba is interesting. So there's another part of this whole thing. The other part of this whole thing is: Are you ready to say that they should be looking for centers and put Bam at the power forward in some of these scenarios? Mo Bamba, now Mo Bamba's a bench player for them in that spot, and then probably would come in for Bam. I don't think that actually does anything for them. You know, they've been rumored with Vucevic in Chicago, where, again, Ben... He'd be great how, though? Are he's you a, he's a very good rebounder. I mean, he doesn't defend, but he's a very good rebounder. And this team's small. Like, they need they need size. He's an excellent I agree. rebounder. I agree, but Zaz, in order to get him, and I'm not opposed to this, you are then changing your entire philosophy midway through the season. Well, he has to start. Yeah. And he has to play with Bam. Mm-hmm. And I think Bam is more than capable of playing that power forward spot, but it changes things, right? And changes how they do things. They have gone small since Jay Crowder showed up. 
This has been the, the philosophy of going small here in this spot. So I think when you look at this, there has to be a thought process of, are they willing to do that? We're, I mean, maybe their plan was to do that all along with Omer Yurtsevin if he yeah. was going to play. I don't think so, but maybe. I think they were planning on playing them together a lot. That's the understanding that I had was they were going to play those. That, not necessarily start, but they were going to play those guys together a bit. I mean, look, if you were to get a guy like Vucevic, you're committing to going back to, and by the way, they were first place for that first half of the season, but you're committed to going back to 2020 when Myers Leonard was the starter. And Myers Leonard was very good for them, uh, for the most. They were first right? place for most of that season. And by the way, Heat fans, let me just go on my soapbox on one thing. I would take Myers Leonard back in two seconds. I would not take Kyrie Irving back. I've long Leonard. forgiven Myers Leonard. I've Myers Leonard has given us reason to forgive. He yeah. has embraced his mistake. He has infiltrated a community or put himself within a Jewish community. In He's South been in the Jewish community more than you and me the last couple of years. 100%. 100%. And so people can make mistakes in life and make up for the mistakes if they actually show that they're apologetic. Anyway, yeah. side note, let's, let's, let's work on this, this trade here. So <laughs> Vucevic to the Heat, right? So and the initial thing is, well, they're going to, you know, Heat are going to want to give up Duncan Robinson and that. I don't think the Bulls would take Duncan Robinson back. I think that has to be a three-way deal. And I think that's a Lowry deal. And I think you need a third team. Because I don't know how you get to 22 million. I just don't see the Bulls taking Robinson. The Heat don't have enough to give them in order to take Robinson. So I don't know how you get to 22 million for Vooch. And remember, I think the Heat also need to take back a little bit less than they put out. So otherwise, it gives them problems. Yes, but then there's other deals that obviously they can make here with that. So, but again, so then you're saying, Zaz, before the deadline, if they were to roll the dice on a Vooch, you'd be in on it knowing they would change their philosophy a little bit. Now, I'm in agreement with you. You got time? It's mid-February. Playoffs are still, what, three months away, you know? Uh, two months I'm away. In I'm in agreement. Because if you look at the matchups, if your starting line, let's say they can pull off a Robinson deal and they would have to include a first. They may have to include Jovic in that. Let's say they could pull that off. Your starting lineup would be Lowry. Oh, I know you want out. Hero, Butler, Bam, and Vooch. That gives you a much better opportunity to guard Brown and Tatum, Jimmy on one, Bam on the other. Mm -hmm. uh, gives you a much better opportunity to guard the Bucks, Bam on Giannis, Vooch on Lopez. And yeah. Lopez is a problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. really good. And it gives you a much better opportunity to guard the, um, the Sixers because you put in this spot, you put Vooch on Embiid, who would get crushed a little bit. But remember, the Heat putting P.J. Tucker on Harden last year annihilated them. I would actually put Bam on, on Harden. I, I'm not kidding. I put Bam on Harden. Yeah, a little bit. I get it. He did not do anything on Bam. No way. It gives you flexibility to have another playable big that a, a big would have to defend. I'm with you. That's why Porzingis is actually the perfect guy because he doesn't play inside all the time, but he can on offense and he can protect the rim. He actually, to me, he he fits nicely with Bam, and he only has one more year after this year. Oh, I'll tell you, I think if the Heat trade for Porzingis, I mean, I haven't heard that, but if they were to trade for Porzingis, I think Heat fans would be very excited about that. I think they should. I don't think that the Wizards are going to give him up. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think we're on the same page here. It's hard to imagine that the Heat are going to make a trade by Thursday uh, amongst the players we think that they would be willing to trade that we would look at Zaz and say, this guy's kind of in his prime for that guy in his prime. No, but it's they, very much their style to get these broken, damaged guys. Like, that's they've always done that. 
is there are there any other guys that you have looked at around the league and said, here's to use your words, a broken, damaged guy I'd love to take a flyer on? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, just uh, the, uh, the only I've really only thought about the guys whose names are out there, you know, and and those guys aren't like, damn, you know, guys like John Collins types like they're not broken and damaged. They're just like Atlanta doesn't really seem to like him <laughs> so much. Yeah, and I don't know who would the Heat even have that they give up to get a guy like Collins. I mean, it'd be the same guys that you're mentioning there, but I don't know why Atlanta would do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, OG Ananobi would be the perfect option for the Heat. Right. I don't know how the Heat have players nah. that would be good enough to get him, unless Toronto is just like, hey, we'd love Kyle to come back as some sort of, like, reunion, oh which I can't see happening. I mean, let's go, you know, there are other players, like Josh Hart of the Blazers would be a great Heat-type player, he doesn't necessarily fit anything that they need right now because he's not big. He kind of is a better version of Caleb, I would say. Let's look at Utah for a second. Okay. okay? Yep. So Mike Conley, to me, if if I'm going to go get Mike Conley, I guess uh, he's Kyle not much different than Lowry. Uh, not Agreed. much different. Agreed. You're not. You don't have enough to get marketing. I mean, there's been talk about Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, no, I, I think if you're going to do something small, I think Olenek is obviously a great fit. I've talked about Olenek for a while. He fits really nice. We know that. Yeah, I don't know what you'd have to give up for him. but Well, okay, so you may have to give up a first-round pick to get Kelly right, Olenek back. Right, right. Now, if the Jazz are taking Duncan Robinson, it's worth it, right? You can get to, you can get to, in theory, the number here. If you trade Deadman, um, you – this is going to be tougher. You would have to trade Deadman. Let's say you trade um, uh, Yurtsevin and Struess. Let's yeah, you just get, say you're giving up a say. lot for a Linux. I, I well, I agree. <laughs> that, yeah, you can't even do that. You need to cut more money. You're so giving up let's a lot. call it. Let's call it Duncan Robinson and a first for Kelly Olynyk. Would you make that trade? Duncan Robinson the first for Olynyk. Uh boy. And Robinson's got what three years left after this year. Yeah, you probably got to do that. You probably got to. That's a weird one. That one just for some reason doesn't I, – I like Kelly Olenek. I would take him back, but I just – that one doesn't jump out at me. And that does not answer those questions that I said before where I personally believe they need that distressed could-be star. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's go look at bad teams in the league that could have a guy – like I'll give you another one, and I don't think there's an obvious trade here, but like Kevin Love. Well, why would Cleveland do that? Well, so Cleveland needs wing players. I don't think Duncan Robinson would be the wing that they would want. I think they would love a guy like Caleb Martin. I mean, Caleb Martin on that team would be phenomenal, but then you would have to get to the money, and I think that would be a little bit harder there because Kevin Love is almost $30 million a year, and I don't know how much Kevin Love has left. It's going to be very difficult for the Heat to make a move of significance unless they're willing – like, Zez. You, what if we can find a way with Utah in that Olympic deal? Can we get Sexton here? He's on it. He's on a deal for four years, and he's worth a first rounder. Yeah, and right. But if they deem that that Olenek is, they're gonna what Utah is gonna do is they're gonna put a first round price on every single one of their players. Yep, at least. So the Heat don't necessarily have the assets to go out and get. Again, there's like I would dream for Lou Dort. Lou Dort on the Heat would be unbelievable. He's a perfect Heat guy, but he's small. But like again, I want to go back to one thing, and I want to put your feet to the fire on this one. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I know how much Jimmy hates him. I Come get on. it. Come on. Tell me now why, if you're the Miami Heat, 
and and Jonathan Zaslow is running the Miami Heat, and Jonathan Zaslow is, has already deemed Kyle Lowry to be done with nothing left to go, and they are desperate need of a power forward who can play defense, distribute the ball, everything. Tell me why Lowry for Simmons straight up is not Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a couple things. Number one, Jimmy didn't like Ben Simmons when he was an all-star. Correct. Now, Simmons is a broken player who you're getting rid of your friend to bring Simmons in for. So- okay, counter, counter. Counter would be Jimmy joined Simmons' team. Jimmy's advice to Simmons was not taken. Jimmy's now on his own team, and his advice is proven to be correct. Easier to then say to the person, hey, I told you so. Will you just follow me now? I'll lead you to the promised land. All right, and so and so, let's talk about the second part because I made this point yesterday on yesterday's show about Kyrie Irving, and I think it applies in this spot as well to Ben Simmons. The whole idea of bring Kyrie Irving in, and in this case, bring Ben Simmons in because Heat culture, Heat culture will set him up, set him on the right track. He's never had this type of atmosphere, this type of environment. I think there's a, a little bit of an element of arrogance if, if you believe that. The thing that fixes all players, you just got to get them into heat culture. I believe in the heat culture stuff, but it's it's not, you know, some magic elixir that works on everyone. You, like, there's a little bit of arrogance there. If the only thing it's going to take to fix these guys, get them into heat culture. Well, but I don't think the heat operate that way. I think we as fans operate that yeah. way. I think mm-hmm. the heat are very smart in that there are certain players, and Simmons may be one of these players. There are certain players. We're not for everyone. Yes, but also they could influence as as much as we can. And their influence wearing off would actually counter heat culture. Simmons may be that kind of guy. Kyrie is definitively that kind of guy. And when I'm thinking about Simmons, the only reason I think about it is he has no value around the league and he provides a lot of what they need. They don't have people to guard the people, whether it's a zone or man, I don't care. They don't have people to guard the players that you need to guard in crunch time in the postseason. They just don't. They don't. I think you also got to factor with Simmons, man, for a guy who really seems so much more about the lifestyle than working hard. Man, you're putting him in the worst possible place. Daz, I'm not saying this is the right move. What I'm saying is this is all based on you, who knows the Heat better than anybody, making the declaration, Lowry is done. Yeah. And and me saying and, and if Jonathan Zaslow knows that, I promise you general managers know that. So that is why I'm trying to find the guy. Right, like Simmons be- Simmons may stink, but I like I don't think Simmons is done, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is why I keep coming back to one guy. Gordon Hayward's the guy. Yeah, I'm Gordon fine with that. Hayward is the guy. Mm-hmm. It's a ri- it's a risk. It may fail miserably. He may play three combined games over the next 2 <laughs> years. But Gordon Hayward at six foot seven has the ability to attempt to guard Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Has the ability to attempt to guard maybe even Lopez with Bam on Giannis. Like good, good rebounder. Good rebounder. There's an attempt and could actually give you more scoring. And I just I can't find a guy that makes more sense for this team that is gettable than that guy. OG Ananobi makes more sense than any of these guys. Obviously, John Collins, you mentioned, I don't deem them to be gettable with the Heat assets. So what are we, about 48 hours away? Let's go. Come on. Do so- do something, Riley. I was just saying, 
Stop telling me that Riley's got to do something. And now I'm sitting here yelling, do something, Riley. Come on, do something. Wait, but Zaz, you just brought something up. Let's just say they say, you know what? Nothing appealed to us. Status yeah, quo. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, I get it. I get it because I understand making these trades are so hard. It's like it's not like when I was a kid where you don't have to match up the salaries. And Pat Riley's mad that the Heat just scored 65 points in a game at Philadelphia and traded the entire team the next day. You know, like you can't true story, by the way, which but you can't do true that. Story. True story. But you can't do that anymore. You know, like it's so hard making trades in this league, you know. So I, I, I would get it. I'd be disappointed if they don't trade Lowry. Right now, Zazlo Show 2.0 poll question today. Have you ever wanted the team to trade a player away at the deadline more than Kyle Lowry? No is running away with the poll, Evan. No is running away. Who else would you think? When have you ever wanted them to trade away a player at the deadline more than you want them to trade Kyle Lowry? That's the, the deadline part yeah. is the problem because yeah. – I- I went to Whiteside in my head. No, but that's the question. We're in the middle of the season deadline. Have you ever wanted them to get rid of a guy? We wanted them to acquire guys, but have you ever wanted them to get rid of a guy like this? I don't want them to get rid of Lowry as much as you do. So I would, I, I just don't have somebody that would top him. I know my brother-in-law is a huge Heat fan living in Miami would answer this question. Uh, Josh McRoberts. He hated <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> Josh McRoberts, I love. Because I love the guy that will elbow you in the face and have the best pass on the other end of the court. That's my that's the way I play. So, like, a Josh McRoberts would be a, a guy that I know a lot of Heat fans were frustrated with. But, yeah, I mean, this is – I retroactively, LeBron should have traded him at the deadline. <laughs> and people, like, giving me white side. I'm like, listen, I understand he was a mope in his last year here, but the dude would roll out of bed and get you a double-double, okay, on his worst day. Yeah, I, I would still, I would still take La- Lowry's worst day over Whiteside's worst day. Oh, Lowry's now, worst day, is so here's bad. Why. Here's why: it's literally what we were saying before about Simmons and, and Irving. I don't think Lowry's worst day negatively impacts the team's morale and everything like that. Right, I think that's true. That's true. That. That's true. I think because La- Lowry, to his credit, and maybe he doesn't have a choice. Obviously, right? He's not he, complaining, but he gets bench late in games and cheers on Gabe Vincent. Right, Whiteside after the game. I don't know, got to ask Coach his decision. <laughs> right. So I think that Whiteside negatively impacts others more than Lowry would. That's true. That's true. But now remember one thing. Remember one thing. Everybody crushes the heat on the Whiteside contract. So, and I understand you would do it in – They got Jimmy because of that contract. You wouldn't right. have Jimmy. You needed, you needed the salary slot. And people could say, oh, well, you give it to Wade. Well, that's what I say about Robinson too. Like, shouldn't he give him the money? Oh, no, you need the salary slot. You can't just let him walk. Absolutely. And if you gave that money to Wade, you'd never get Jimmy because you're not trading Wade once you give him the money. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. I wanted to see Wade stay. Of course, there was a way for it to happen. But you can't do the compare and the contrast because I'm not so sure that Pat Riley didn't give Whiteside the money in order to trade him. Great point. Great point. And they would never have traded Wade, nor should they. Obviously, keeping him would have been amazing. But you can't say the either or because you don't know if Riley was giving the money to Whiteside or giving the money to what Whiteside would get for you. Great point. Wow. I mean, we, we are getting a, a full comprehensive Miami Heat trade, uh, a, a trade, uh, a preview show, I guess. Now, the real preview show is SiriusXM NBA Radio. You're co-hosting with Brian Geltziler on Thursday, 2 p.m., right? 
2 p.m. to 4 p.m. time. Um, yes, for sure. As um, we are on Gail Tyler and I, so that is uh, exactly right. So looking forward to that. As I got, by the way, I have a whole other thing for you. I have a All whole right, let me thing let me hear another on. thing. Let me hear another thing because then I got another thing for you. Go ahead. Okay. So there's another thought that I have here. All right. The other thought that I had was it the Phoenix Suns. Let's just talk about them for a second. So that is a team that has widely been considered a team that everyone thinks if Durant asks out again, they have all their picks, they have a new ownership, new governorship group, yeah. and um, and they have young players and Bridges and Cam Johnson. They have the Jay Crowder contract, obviously, if it happens this year, which I don't know that it's going to happen this year, so then they lose Crowder. Let's talk about the Suns for a second. So when Rudy Gobert goes for five picks, Donovan Mitchell goes for three plus three swaps, that's going to set the market. Durant's going to go for three to five, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So the Suns need more than what they actually have. Would you trade Kyle Lowry in a first for Chris Paul right now? Basically, the Suns yeah. are getting washed. Yeah. Yeah. Lowry and Paul are the same for them yeah. for now, right? Yeah. Uh, Lowry is actually more beneficial for them next year because he's guaranteed where Chris Paul is actually not, and they pick up an extra pick from the Heat. Right. And the Heat then would have, if they if they didn't like what happened here with Chris Paul, hypothetically, you could save money theoretically next year by just. I would totally do that. Yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah. And do you think the Suns would do that? Uh, if if they thought that they had a Durant deal on the horizon and they needed an extra pick, yeah, then of course they would. And a twenty eight million dollars salary slot. And I mean, and and apparently they were offering up uh, Chris Paul and a potential Kyrie Irving deal. Which actually doesn't surprise me because you got to remember the GM is James Jones who played with Kyrie in Cleveland. So there's a relationship there. Maybe it feels like, hey, you know, everything will be okay. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I was going to correct you on one word. And this, I, I don't mean, I don't even care if this is insulting. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie Irving needs a relationship. I think Kyrie Irving, you have to have babysitters. LeBron James is a babysitter for him. James Jones is a babysitter. He's a baby the way he acts, right? Other people... Like Ben Simmons, I don't. I'm not hard on because uh, in terms of the way I would be with Kyrie, because I think Ben Simmons has stuff that he can't control. I think Kyrie is fully aware of what's going on here. Oh yeah, and and does all of it. But yeah, so I just again we keep coming back to these. Where are the distressed assets that could make more sense for the Heat than Kyle? Yeah, Allen? yeah, yeah. You're right. That's, what that's it really what to. it is. And by the way, just one other thing on the on the Charlotte one, where I keep coming back to this ridiculousness, maybe with uh, Hayward with Hayward. You know, there's a way of looking at it with Hayward because Hayward's at 30. You could theoretically move Deadman, Robinson, Struess, and Yurtsevin, and I would think you would have to give a first rounder in that. And you get, and that's that's straight up for for Hayward. It works. But then, but but you know, you got to clear roster spots. You know, they would want to send other guys, wouldn't they? Because they're just gonna well, have to cut guys and eat money. Nobody wants to do that. No, but that's why I don't think it would necessarily be a two-team deal. I think it could oh, be a okay. team deal. I mean, okay. Miami would be adding money in that spot, but there's there's ways of doing it. I'm saying that's that's just the basis for it. But again, gettable, right? And the other guy I want I want to get in people's heads, and I know this has been reported, and I've been saying this for now a week or two. My anticipation is that Russell Westbrook will probably be with the Heat by the time the season is over. Not wow! By of, not by way of trade. Well, how about you know? I I brought this up on Twitter yesterday. LeBron goes on television, does this interview with Michael Wilbon, and talks about how disappointed he is that his team didn't acquire Kyrie Irving. Isn't that the same thing as saying I'm disappointed we kept Russell Westbrook? Let's let's go further. LeBron James went on television yesterday telling everybody he's mad 
at his team for not trading the guy that he acquired for the guy that got rid of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's the worst teammate move. You know, everybody talks about how bad of a fit Russ is with the Lakers. How bad of a teammate is LeBron to do this like this? It's horrible. Yeah, he just straight up goes and tells everyone on television, I'm mad that we kept Russell Westbrook. I don't know, it's kind of insulting, man. I hate it. I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I just think that it's such a nasty thing to do. And even if everybody knows, oh, Russ is not a good fit, LeBron's the one that got him. And, you know, he's the one that went out and got him. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so sick of the antics with that. And this Me is too. not to say he's not a great player. He's the all-time scoring leader, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to be. But this kind of stuff. When he says, maybe it's me, you know what? In some cases, it is. Mm-hmm. In some cases, you didn't realize how great you had it in Miami. And I understand you wanted to win a championship for Cleveland. Guess what? Cleveland doesn't care that much about that title. They care way more about a Browns playoff appearance than they do a Cavs <laughs> title, okay? It is you when you're meeting with Riley in Vegas and you're watching soccer instead of talking to him, right? That is you. It is you when you don't thank the Heat the way that you should thank the Heat. It is you when you're in Cleveland and you refuse to commit long-term, and so nobody's going to join you because they don't know if you're going to be there. It is you when you go out and get Russell Westbrook and then blame the Lakers for not trading Russell Westbrook. Sometimes it is you. And it's also you, by the way, to become arguably the second greatest player of all time. So there's certainly way more good than bad. But you know what, LeBron? It is you sometimes. You know, I'll get a lot of, I'll get a lot of, oh, Zazlo, you weren't, you didn't feel this way. You weren't saying this when he played for the Heat. Guess what? He wasn't like this when he played for the Heat. He was not the same guy, which, and by the way, every one of us in our late 20s compared to our late 30s are a different kind of person. LeBron was not like this when he was here. It wasn't the You're same right. guy. You're right. You're and by the way, I'm in the minority on this, and I'm wrong. I didn't want him. I wanted to beat him. I wanted to beat him. I remember interviewing Dwayne Wade on ESPN 106.3, ESPN West Palm. And I remember, this is before LeBron joined the Heat, having an argument with Dwayne Wade <laughs> as to who's better, LeBron or Wade. Wade argued LeBron I argued Wade against Wade. And he got mad at you. Pro Wade I was. He got mad at you. (laughs) He got mad. He's like, have you watched this guy play? (laughs) I said, yeah, I'd rather you in a big moment than him. And he starts laughing at me as I'm fighting with Dwayne Wade that he's better than LeBron. But I just, LeBron has made his bed here. He's got to be able to sleep in it. Is LeBron, like, are we going to have a scenario where LeBron eats 36 points tonight? Let's say he has a big night. He goes for the 36, gets like four, like, he, like he gets it late in the fourth quarter of a close game. Are we stopping the game and doing a whole ceremony with like 90 seconds left in a tight game? He ain't doing it tonight. Yeah, no, I, I think he's doing it Thursday. He's had this circle, this exact yeah. day. He's done the math. He's done how many games he needs to miss. Now, is he doing it Thursday because he wants to do it against Giannis? Or is he doing it Thursday for what I believe he wants to do it against Kareem's old team? 100%. Second one. I don't think there's no LeBron Giannis connection right now, is there? Just because, like, hey, oh, you're the best player. Well, you know, hey, listen, I'm still the guy. Now, I don't don't believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. When you think about LeBron rivals, so to speak, it's the Warriors. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the rival for LeBron, which is the the game right after the Bucks, by the way. But no Steph, so it's irrelevant at that point for him. So I think that I think in this case he's I think he's had it circled to do it against this team. He's got this beef with Kareem. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a, there's that. I mean, you know, that's there's an untold kind of not loving each other kind of thing. Yep. And by the way, I'm I'm team Kareem because I think Kareem's way more right than wrong with a lot of things he says. Yep. And LeBron picks and chooses his spots, and Kareem, you know, is willing to comment on anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, LeBron says, you know, have that same energy, hold me to all of this. Well, how come nobody's asking him about his love for Deshaun Watson? How come? I mean, you know, you you want to defend Kyrie in that spot? I mean, give me a freaking break. No, I mean, come on. I, I've been at this with LeBron for a long time here. You know, LeBron sends out the tweets, you know, we, we must protect our strong black women. You're standing on the side, yucking it up, dapping up Michael Bridges. Give me a break. Oh, Miles Bridges. Excuse me. I don't want to confuse the two. You're, you're there yucking it up with Miles Bridges because he's in clutch. You know, I come on. Like, I can't handle it. By the way, you just brought up a name. How desperate are the Lakers? Yeah, I guess they're desperate. I'm saying Miles Bridges. Yeah. Well, hey, he's clutch. He's with Clutch Sports, so it's okay. I know. I know. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know how desperate they get, but I just, I, I don't know. I think this deadline has a chance to be really, really good. I hope so. I thought the Kyrie thing was going to get people just kind of moving immediately. We saw last night the reports on, my, um, on Monday night, excuse me, that there was a chance that that Nets-Mavs deal was not going to happen as two teams. It was going to happen right. as three teams, yeah. which got me excited kind of what's next. By the way, the third team that was reported by Mark Stein and others, Hall of Fame writer, were the Raptors. And the Raptors and the Bulls feel like the teams that are going to hold the cards to are they going to be willing to break it up a little yeah. bit. And I do think we got to think about the Raptors with one thing. So if the Raptors want to blow it up, I think everybody is going to respect Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse and kind of what they've done for that organization. But I've always thought the best way to do the blow up is to disguise it publicly. And what's the best way of disguising it publicly if you're the Raptors? Bring Lowry back. Don't focus on who's not here. Focus on who is here, right? When the Heat were not that good for those couple of years pre-Jimmy, we didn't notice because Dwayne came back. Right. We didn't yeah, notice. The, yeah, he missed the playoffs one of those two years when they brought Wade back. We didn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even acknowledge that because Dwayne came back, right? Yeah. It was the perfect disguise. And yeah. Dwayne to Miami is way greater than Lowry to Toronto. But if you're going to go out there and theoretically trade, trade Siakam and Van Vliet and OG, I mean, isn't like, hey, Kyle's back, homecoming, as you're losing all the games the rest of the way? Yeah. Kind of yeah, it's like, give us something to root for. You know, uh, I'd like to cheer for Kyle Lowry again in the final 30 games. How do you get in the Wembayama sweepstakes? And still have your fans. Oh, uh, you play Kyle Lowry 48 minutes. You're right there. And bring a hometown guy. Or not home, I know he's from Philly, but you get what I'm saying. Your home team guy, back. Yep. It's kind of, I mean, so keep an eye on that. You know, If he's got a personal situation going, Kyle Lowry, he'd probably love to be back in Toronto. Oh, there you go. I mean, I'm just saying, if you've made the decision, and by, in that case, I don't think the Heat are going to get, you know, a ton back, but let's just play with it for a second. So let's just say they were to trade Siakam somewhere, at Van Vliet somewhere, and OG somewhere, right? I'm saying you literally could be trading them Kyle Lowry and get back Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young. And a second-round pick. <laughs> and, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. And you just get depth in the power forward spot, and you just and that doesn't work. You need to add a little bit more. Uh, Malachi, whatever it is, Ken Birch, I don't know, something, right? Mm -hmm. So I just keep an eye on, I wonder if they blow it up. Is the disguise bringing Lowry back? What a uh, what what a what a trade preview show. Lastly, with the NBA, and then I got one thing for you on the Super Bowl. I got one thing on the Super Bowl. Last thing here with the NBA. Uh, I 
I the, the the Kyrie Irving trade, forget about it. he's 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 a head case. I wouldn't go anywhere near him. Unemployable, uh, Zaz. Yeah, I'm, unemployable. Yeah, totally with you. Totally with you. Uh, I do think, you know, I talked about, hey, there's a level of arrogance where it's all heat culture can fix this guy. I do think it's kind of wild where the Mavericks look at this guy's resume. They see everything he's left in his wake and they're like, yeah, we're going to make it work. Like, how do you do do that? How do you do that? I think some guys signal the beginning of the end for some things. When James Harden was acquired by the Sixers, I said – this is the beginning of the end for Embiid. It may not be now. It may not be later. I'm going to believe that. I still believe that because I believe they will fall short in the playoffs. And I believe at some point Embiid will get frustrated. Doesn't look good right now because they look great right, right this second. Um, same thing here. This is the beginning of the end in my mind for Luca with the Mavs. Yeah, it's maybe. not going to be this year. It may not be next year. But inevitably, when this doesn't work out because Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic looks around and says, what happened here? We will date this back to that moment. I'll go one step further. Mm-hmm. If Kyrie Irving didn't ask out and the Nets were offered this deal and he wanted to stay, I would still make this deal if I'm the Nets. I thought it was a great deal for them. I thought it was a good deal for the Nets. It gives them phenomenal flexibility at the one thing that everyone needs that we've spent an hour talking about, that 3 and D kind of wing that can really defend. I mean, you look at that Nets roster, Kevin Durant is – the best in the league, obviously, at that kind of you know, however you want to debate it. But Durant fits that mode. Um, Simmons is not three, but Simmons, if he's if he plays, can hopefully for them do something. Dorian Finney Smith, Royce O'Neal. I mean, Utah Watanabe has been great for them. TJ Warren and Kessler Edwards, who was actually good last year, never plays. Just the guys that could play that three four spot, they are loaded, and that's the position that everybody in the league wants because you could play. Three of those guys, right? When we were growing up, you could only play two forwards. Now in the league today, you could play three on either end. Small ball five, a big two, however you want to do it. Everyone wants those wings. The Nets are loaded with them. How about the Mavericks? The Mavericks chose Kyrie Irving when they could have had Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and a first-round pick. What kind of logic is that? It's crazy. Crazy. You want another one? I was thinking about, and now this may go against the Russell Westbrook theory, but with, if he gets bought out, that I could see him going to the Heat. Couldn't you see Goran if they trade Kyle ending up back here as a buyout? Yeah, because the Bulls suck. Yeah, sure. Back up. Yeah. Have him around. Yeah. You know, that's also part of what really bothers you. Like, yes, you what bothers me so much about Lowry. That's also part of what really bothers me is this is the guy that we've gotten and the guy that we traded away for him might have his jersey in the rafters one day at Miami Dade Arena. That's an interesting one. Does does Goran get his jersey retired? It's definitely a maybe. Definitely a maybe. He's at worst the second best point guard the team's ever had. Right. I'm saying who's – so right now, Haslam is next, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bam will end up with his jersey retired. Yeah, but, I mean, we're so far down the road with that one. Like, it's Haslam's next, and then – LeBron will have his jersey retired, which I have no I actually have no problem with, even though I'm not a LeBron fan, as people have just heard. Mm-hmm. Uh Jimmy should get his jersey retired at some point. But again, that's very far down the road. Yeah. Would Goran get his jersey retired? Yeah, I think it's very possible. Very possible. They love him. They love him. So I mean, and rightfully so. He gave everything. Look, he's the second best point guard in team history. He was here longer than Tim Hardaway. He was here longer than Hardaway. Yeah, that's weird to think about. Yeah. That's that's weird to think about. Yeah. What's the Super Bowl one? Okay. We haven't done anything on the Super Bowl. 
Neither of us are at Radio Row. So really, there's only one question. Chiefs and Eagles. Is the must-win game? Okay. Is it really for is it really for the Eagles? Let's 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 get into this for a second. You know, can the Eagles get away with a loss here? I mean, I'm just just thinking about that. I mean, Sirianni, nobody really knows who he is. You know, making it to the Super Bowl, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have to win. Are we really going to crush Sirianni and Hurts if they lose? Not a must win for the Eagles. All right, must that? win, must win for Chiefs. Must win for the Chiefs. You don't want to drop to one and three if you're Andy Reid. Yeah, can't go one and three. Got to yeah. go two and two. Okay. So not a must win for the Eagles. Okay, must win for the Chiefs, not necessarily for the Eagles. There it is. Yeah. You heard it here first. Zazzle Show 2.0. There you it don't is. Get anywhere else. There it is. 2 p.m., 2 to 4 p.m., trade deadline show, Sirius XM NBA Radio, Evan Cohen, Brian Geltziler, and, of course, my favorite show every morning at 6 a.m., uh, Morning Men, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. Did you watch real quick here? Did you watch Mike and the Mad Dog first take? Of course. Come on. It was good. It was fun, right? It was, it was a tricky spot because I actually think they're better when nothing's going on, and they had everything going on. It was the day that Brady retired. Oh, so they, who knows what they had on tap? They had to scrap the whole right. show. Right. So I think in, in a weird way, you almost want to see Mike and Chris on a Wednesday in the middle of July, nothing going on, let them make something out of nothing. That's mm-hmm. why they were the best ever, right? I'm not saying everyone can do Brady retirement well. Everyone can't do Brady retirement well. But what they can do that no one can do is the middle of, of nowhere, nothing going on, make something out of nothing. They're phenomenal. And you didn't get that from them in that spot. And you know what? I I'll... That's, you know what? I thought about the same thing. Very good. And the Zaslow guy, I went on with him. Uh, good, good. Advice. Not, not bad. Not bad. He's very good to me, that Chris Russo. The, the few times that I've, uh, that I've had him on the show, he's very, very good to me. Good uh, boy, Johnny. Excellent job, Evan. Really good work out of you. Uh, again, 6 a.m., 6 to 9 a.m. every morning, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men, with Mike Babchek, Willie Colon, my favorite show. Everybody knows that. Uh, anything else? Anything else you got to promote here? I'm good. I'm good. good. Listen to Zaz's show. Support his advertising partners. The, oh, very wonderful. You said it all, Evan. Excellent job. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Zaz. Excellent job by our pal Evan Cohen there. Again, you heard me Thursday. Sirius XM, NBA Radio, he and Brian Geltziler will have your trade preview show. But we just did what's most important, which is a Miami Heat trade preview show. Great job out of him. Appreciate that. Hey, if you're looking for a place to watch games coming up, if you need a place to watch the Super Bowl this weekend, if you want to watch the Heat tomorrow night, hopefully the Heat have made a move. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But if you're looking for a place to watch games, get great beer, craft beer on tap, great food, great music, you know I'm talking about the world's greatest upscale bar, Briny Irish Pub Pompano Beach. That's right. How about today? You got live music every day. Live music starting today at 6 p.m. and it's Tuesday. So that means Briny's got their new Mahi Taco special. Mahi Taco Tuesday special. Briny Hour, that's happy hour, starts every weekday at 4 p.m., 4 to 7 p.m. And like I said, seven days a week you got live music. It's Tequila Tuesday. All right, you got Dollar Off, Casamigos, Patron, and Volley Tequila Seltzers. World's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic, but don't park in the Atlantic Ocean. You want to park behind the Briny, they will validate your tag. Free parking if you park behind the Briny. Again, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. You know what I'm talking about here. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. How about last night, your Miami Hurricanes, Jim Laranango, them boys, 
from start to finish. I mean, they got out to what? Was it a 10 to 1 lead? Kick Duke's ass. That's right. 81 to 59. The game was never close. Great crowd there, it looked like, in Coral Gables. 81 59 Canes win. They improved to 10 and 4 in the ACC. Now just a half game back of Clemson, and of course the Canes, they beat Clemson last week, you remember that, so half game back of Clemson at 10-4, and 19th ranked overall, 19-5 and five overall, just adds that resume, alright, Duke, that was their fifth loss, it's not like Duke stinks, I mean they're not ranked, but going into yesterday's game, both the Canes and Duke had four ACC loss, that's a big deal, anytime you could beat Duke, that's a big deal, excellent job by Coach L and the Miami Hurricanes men's basketball team, big deal or not a big deal. So we're not at Radio Row. We're not at the Super Bowl. That's okay. All of that's going on in Arizona. But one of the things that takes place at the Super Bowl is you get media day. And you get the players. They're all like in, like, the, like the star players like in boots. And the media for like an hour gets to just walk up to anyone they want, ask questions. And it's become a thing where like you ask dopey questions, you know? And so, so then you got like this guy here, some reporter who's apologizing to Jalen Hurts for not thinking that he was going to be able to go to a Super Bowl. The Eagles would get to the Super Bowl with you as their quarterback. You're not the only one. Well, I just wanted to say man to man, so I'm sorry. Cool. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, I know it's become a thing where you want to go viral with these, you know, the media day, Super Bowl week, but don't make the players uncomfortable. You can, you can ask them funny questions and whatnot. Like, I think someone had Andy Reid rank, like, fast food restaurants or something. That's fine. You can ask funny stuff when they're in on the joke, but, like, you're apologizing to Jalen Hurts man-to-man that you didn't think that he was going to be able to get to a Super Bowl. No one gives a shit. It's so stupid. So I'm going not a big deal. I don't like it. Big deal or not a big deal. You see this? AMC. That's, you know, movie theaters. AMC. Not, I go to an AMC theater. AMC is starting a price, a seat price tier where now in order to, when you buy your movie tickets, the best seats being in the middle are going to cost more than other seats. And then they're also going to have value seats, which are the seats like right in the front. Those are going to be cheap. I don't like that. This is a big deal. I don't like this. I love that we can reserve seats. Hey, I, I've had my tickets to see Ant-Man. The movie doesn't come out until the end of next week. I've had these tickets for two weeks already. I like being able to reserve the seats early. I don't want to have to pay more or less depending on what the seat is. You know, you walk into the theater, you're seeing the people s- sit in the front of the theater. Like, the, Now we all know those are the peasants. Th- those are not the people who bought tickets late. That's, that's what it is now. Those are the people who can only afford seats right up front. A- and it's like... The, the fancy people get to sit in the middle of the theater. The middle seats. I don't like it. This is bullshit. So I'm going big deal. I wish they wouldn't do this. I don't like it. And finally, one more. Big deal or not a big deal. We're 48 hours away. We're two days away. NBA trade deadline. This is a big deal. It feels like it, especially they're talking to our pal Evan Cohen. There could be some real action. Are the Heat... Hey, I can't predict the future. Maybe by the time you're listening to this... The Heat have already made a blockbuster trade. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I can't time travel. So I'm going big deal. I'm dialed in on this trade deadline. Please, you saw today's very controversial Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Please get rid of Kyle Lowry. I really don't even care what it's for. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted you to trade him for Kyrie Irving. Can't have him on my team. He doesn't like the Jews. 
but please get rid of Kyle Lowry. Please, 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 Hashem. I love you so much. All right, thank you. All right, so there you go. That's a big deal as well. And that is another edition. A big deal or not a big deal. Wow, what a show today. What a show. Flew by. Great job by Evan Cohen. That was that was your Miami Heat NBA trade deadline preview show right there. All right. Like I told you, later on in the week, we'll, we'll get into the, the gambling and all that. Props. What are the winners as far as the Super Bowl goes this weekend? But, yeah, I think, I think like as of today, Tuesday, it's not like a whole lot of juice with the Super Bowl. I mean, look, we'll, we'll do a lot of it on Thursday and Friday for sure. But, yeah, I, I don't know. There isn't really a whole lot to do with the Super Bowl right now. We'll get to it, I promise. Right now, we're dialed on, on the, in on the Heat, the Panthers, and this NBA trade deadline. That's what's going on. Hey, Make sure however you're listening to the program, you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That's good for the algorithm, and that, that means that I get the monies. Uh, make sure you tell your family, your friends, you support all of our sponsors. I love those guys. None of this is possible without them and without you guys. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.